Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, man, it's Jalen Jones. Glad to be back on campus in Jackson, ready to get to work this spring and show y'all what we're coming with, I believe. Tiger fans, get ready for episode 116 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm joined again today by the commissioner of the 1400 Club, Greg. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, Corey. How are you doing today? Doing well, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Haven't talked to you. It's my first time talking to you in 2021. So hope all is well, especially with the new baby. How's that going? Hey, it's going pretty good, man. No sleep. No sleep. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It'll get better though, but you know that. Right. <laughs> all right, man. You're you're joining us for a special episode because this is a guest that I've been wanting to have on the show for a while. I spoke to him months ago about it. Uh, we're just now getting around to bring him on, but but he is a, a fun person to talk to, knows a lot about the game, and his son is quarterback at Jackson State University, none other than Jalen Jones. So welcome to the show, Dr. Michael Jones. Man, brother Corey, Greg, thanks for having me on, man. I, I truly appreciate the opportunity. Uh, a huge Jackson State fan, and uh, man, hey, the sip, it's all real. It's all good in the sip, man. <laughs> You, you know he's become acclimated when he calls it the sip, Greg. <laughs> right. The sip boy, yeah. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff, man. So hey, how are you doing? Happy New Year, and how's everything going with you? And the oh, family? thank you, man. Everything's going well, man. Uh, 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 got Jalen off. Uh, uh, my daughter, she's up at UDC, uh, University okay. of D.C., right up the road. Uh, I think their basketball season just got canceled, got re-sworn in on city council on yesterday. Or on Monday. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, thanks. And so then uh, by the end of this month, I'm going to announce for uh, 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 the House of Delegates uh, race wow. here okay. in uh, uh, the city. So, man, a lot going on. That's a lot going on. lot going on. Absolutely. So tell us, how happy are you to get Jalen out the house right now and back? <laughs> man, you, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, after everything I went through uh, last November, you know, with the whole lung cancer scare and surgery, thoracic surgery, you know, family, you know, as, as I was sitting there, it's like, dude, family's all you really got. And so, you know, sorry to see him leave. Glad to see him go uh, because he has his own purpose. He has his own destiny. It's not to be in my household, but I mean, that's my dude, man. And so we, we, we sit up and uh, we talk grown men stuff and, um, you know, we just have a really good relationship. So I know he's on 
uh, I know he's on purpose right now, if you will. And so uh, God has him where he's supposed to be and uh, love him, man. Just glad I ain't got to feed him no more. So, oh, yeah. Well, well, you talk about those conversations that y'all have. I can imagine a lot of it is football related because you played yourself. I know a lot of our fans probably don't know this, but you were linebacker and captain of the Colorado football team that played in the national championship game back in 1990, right. man. So tell us about that and your playing day. And, and and I hate that we're always known as the one that lost the national championship. <laughs> uh, but um, we 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 won. We, we won the Big 8 title, which is now the Big 12. First time in like 30 some odd years. And so we we ran the table, finished the regular season, number one. Uh, but we lost to uh, Ricky Waters, Raheem Ishmael, uh, uh, the Rocket. We lost to that oh, Notre wow. Dame team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the year that we lost our quarterback uh, uh, midseason to cancer. And, you know, we were just playing lights out. So, yeah, Jalen and I, we, we talk a lot about that, about whether or not, you know, he you know, ran by me. I'm like, bro, I played against Barry Sanders, dude. <laughs> I'd have caught you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Jay's pretty fast. No, he, he, he is. He is. He's, he's a legit, he's a legit four, four. Barry, He's a legit 4-4. Four, four. I think if he ever trained, he could get down to 4-3. Okay. But, I mean, the kid is – I mean, to be that size um, and still that fast is ridiculous. So, how much – did Jalen know about your playing days when he was growing up? Is that why he got into football? Um, he, he knew about it. Uh, we took my daughter up to a camp at the University of Colorado because they 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 were going to offer her and all that fun stuff. So we went back. And one of my old teammates, John Embry, was head coach uh, at the time, along with Eric B. Enemy. EB was with he he was the offensive coordinator at Colorado, and so I took Jalen back. You know, you know, let him let him look around, and you know, ran into some of the guys I played with, and he just saw the love and respect that we all have for one another, and of course he knew. But I mean, dude, in our household, man, his mama, I had, I had to put my I had to put my trophies and stuff up because you know his mom was a doggone Olympic uh, <laughs> Olympic high jumper. And she just uh-huh. shut down college. I mean, she was like four-time NCAA champ, and she she just had the game on lock until she stopped. But uh, you know, so he he fell in love with that. He was a pretty good basketball player, uh, and actually could have done well in that. But I think he thought that man, I should go do what my dad does. But I, I really didn't care which way he went. Just hey, do what you love, do what you feel God is leading you to do. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And being such a great athlete, you talked about him playing basketball, but just in football alone, he could have played either of the skill positions because he's so athletic. Do you recall when and how he settled on quarterback? Well, that was uh, that was a conversation we had. Uh, The the challenge is, you know, especially for, you know, for young brothers that are athletic, you know, everyone wants to put them somewhere else other than behind behind the ball. Right. And, and, And throwing the rock. Uh, you know, because he, he he played defense, he could play defense. He played the slot, played running back, played everywhere. But it was about his seventh grade year that we said, you know what, you know, everyone's playing receiver, everyone's playing DB. That's what they're going to expect you to do. Learn to play this position, um, and see just see just how far. So it was sixth grade going to a seventh grade year. We took him down. He started training with Ron Wickham. 
who was uh, uh, the offensive coordinator at Old Dominion University. Actually, his quarterback uh, is in the league right now with uh, the Washington football team, uh, Taylor Tyler uh, uh, Heineke. Uh, and so, you know, so he just we just spent all summer just you know training, training, training. We drive down. We would drive down to Norfolk, which is about an hour and forty minutes from Richmond. Uh, two, three days a week and just train him. And the thing I told Ron, I said, look, coach, um, don't waste my money. If, if you don't think Jalen can do it, um, you know, let us know. And so he kept working with them and Jalen, he just progressed as a seventh grader and, and, and on. And so we kind of just settled in on that, that quarterback position and just figured, Hey, outwork everyone else. We already know you can outrun everybody. We already know that you can out athletic everybody. But, you know, you've got to begin to, you know, work on that skill part. Okay. So at what point or age did you realize that he was a special talent? Uh, I'm not going to lie. He was playing uh, peewee football. He was in minors. And they had a B team. And so he, he was a, he was a lot smaller than the other guys because you've got two age groups that play together. And so typically the older ones are bigger. And the younger ones, they 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 kind of play and feel uh, the B team. And I just came out there. I was coaching an older division. I came down and watched them, and I just saw him doing stuff that I ain't taught him. I'm like, wow, where is he getting this stuff? Uh, and so a lot of it, he was just picking up, and he just did intuitively. Wow, it's interesting. Good stuff. Not surprised. Not surprised by that at all, though. Definitely. I, I could just see it. Obviously, you know, the talent jumps off the screen at you. I know when he first transferred, I was looking at the highlights and I just couldn't believe it. You know, a kid being that athletic playing the quarterback position. So not surprised that, that he showed those flashes in the early age. And, you know, we've had Jalen on the show. Uh, Got to say, you know, I'm very impressed with him. He's very articulate, very mature, of course, an excellent student. So was academic something that you guys stressed when he was a kid? And was it difficult helping him find that balance between working out, practice, and, and school? Well, I mean, we 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 stressed we stressed the importance of academics. Uh I mean, his mom, she holds a master's. I have an earned doctorate along with another master's. And so we we believe in education. My daughter, she graduated from UNC in three years. Uh, and she's working on her master's or MPA. So, you no, know, we're big on on academics because that that's what my mother that's, you know, and I, I think real talk, that's what we all heard from our moms and dads. But that, that's what we told them. My mother always told me, look, they can take everything away from you except your education. And so, you know, I graduated early when I, when I was playing at Colorado. My senior year, I'd already graduated. I, the day I walked across the stage in August, I had to report to camp that evening. And so, um, I mean, academics are big, man. Absolutely. And he graduated early as well from high school because didn't he enroll down in Florida early for that uh, in January for that uh, spring? He, semester? He, he did. He did. He did finish up early. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie. He did. My daughter, she finished up. The only reason why she had to take classes this the spring semester, uh, the winter and spring semester of her senior years, because she, you know, she wanted to play basketball. She wanted to play her last year of bas- basketball in high school, so she just had to pick some classes to uh, to take, but she had already finished all her requirements. And along with Jalen, Jalen went and did some serious work in summer school where they were in class from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and he did that mm-hmm. the entire summer. He took two classes, got through with A session, came back to B session, uh, and then went to practice at the end of the day. 
And so, so he's learned how to balance. He's learned how to, um, to really focus on both academics and athletics. Wow. Great stuff. Great stuff. And, you know, we talked about those conversations that you and Jalen have as a person who knows football, how much do you get involved with critiquing his game and, you know, letting him know what you're seeing and what he needs to work on? Is that something that you talk to him about or you let the coaches well, handle mean, it? What's to, your to believe it or not, uh, I didn't want to be that dad once he went to college uh, and even some in high school that the whole ride home, we're talking about football and all that stuff. And, you know, there, there's always times for that. And so we, we talk about as much as we talk about football, man, we're talking about so many different other things. We just are. We're talking about city council, government, talking about snakes. We're talking about life. We're talking about relationships. Um, and we really don't get into uh, a, a lot of one-on-one, oh, let me coach you on this. I'm going to leave that up to his coaches because they're going to have their own philosophy, their own way. Now, I'll school them on the game, you know, the game of football as far as the political game, right, uh, because I don't want them to be ignorant of the fact that it's a business. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to teach them systems, how to operate in a system, not just – you know, he's going to figure out too deep, you know, cover two, cover zero. He's going to learn press. He's going to learn that and they can teach him that. Uh, but he's got to learn how to, you know, uh, relate to coaches, be charismatic with his teammates, make them feel, you know, that they are important to him and that he cares about them as people and not just players. Um, and so, you know, those are a lot of things that we focus on. I'm trying to raise a black man, African-American male, not just African-American mm-hmm. football player, because he's only going to play football. You will always be out of the game longer than you're in it. I don't care how long you play. Uh, Tom Brady's in his forties, but you know, Lord winning, you know, Lord willing, you know, Creek don't rise, snow don't fall. And he lives a long time. He's going to be out of the game for 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good, good point. stuff right there. So, how would you assess his first college season and what are the things that you hope he improves on the most? Um, I, and again, it's not the stuff on the field that, that gets you. It's the stuff off. It's the mental aspect and your, your approach, your preparation uh, to the game, how you practice, how you study film. Uh, you know, those were the things that, you know, I was stressing with him last year the game. He'll figure out the game. You know, you, you, you really will. Put him out there, fish is going to swim, dog going to bark. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that he's picking up better study habits, uh, uh, that he's focusing on film work. Now, that, that was the biggest thing that I that I focused on last year. I'm like, man, hey, how much time are you spending watching film? Are you really ready to play the game uh, where you're not being surprised or shocked by, you know, what the other team is doing? And so – it, it, it's it's not easy sitting up watching film. It's not. It's not a fun thing to do. But uh, it's something I believe as he continues to mature, uh, he'll pick that up. He 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 picks up stuff pretty quickly. Uh, he processes pretty quickly. And uh, he just has to continue to build, continue to build and strengthen uh, those study habits to get better at the game. So I know off the record in conversation, you said Jalen has his grown man size. So can you tell the fans more about it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the last time y'all saw Jalen, he doesn't look like that anymore. Uh, he's just too damn big to be in my house. He just is. <laughs> Excuse my language. I mean, he would come up on me. I'm like, dude, you really need to back up. 
really, you really need to back up. He is just, I mean, he weighed in the day, six, four and a half, six, five, 215 pounds. Um, that's can't two men can't live in the same house like that. <laughs> uh, and so he's just, I mean, and he is beginning to mature physically. Um, and he's, he's still growing. He is still growing. And so it's just, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, I may talk that, that stuff with him, man. I'd have to buckle my chin strap up to get at him. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, what is a dog going to do if it catches a car? You know, it bark all day long. He ain't gonna know what to do when it catches it. And so it's like, dude, that's a big cat walking. You know, people talking about hitting these tight ends and hitting cats like Derrick Henry in the league. Man, these are some big dudes. And Jalen, I mean, it becomes physics. It becomes a physics experiment. You know, you're talking about size, mass, and velocity. Uh, it's not fun. It's not gonna be fun. Wow. And and can we can, we won't expect any any compromise in, in in the speed department with that weight gain? No, because it's, it's it's muscle. I mean, if you look at him, he's uh, still he's still I call him skinny at six four two fifteen because he doesn't look two fifteen. Um, his frame is able to handle it, and as long as he's putting on muscle, muscle is actually just going to help him move, you know, move faster. Um, and that was one of the things he was concerned about. You know, when he was weighing 180 and 190 and he jumped up to 200 and all that, then we get slow. I'm like, as long as you're putting on muscle, you're just putting horsepower uh, to that engine. And so y'all going to see y'all, y'all, you know, we, we really haven't seen uh, all that Jalen can do. I don't think Jalen has seen all that Jalen can do. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, scary, scary, scary for opposing defenses. I can't wait to see it. Uh, definitely going to be interesting coming up with with practice and in the spring potentially, and uh, obviously a lot of excitement surrounding the program nationally now with Deion Sanders being named as the head coach. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's huge. I think it's awesome. I think it's a game changer. Um, Deion is, I mean, outside of the athletics, we already know is his his prowess on the field. I think the brother's a genius. To be honest, I think he's just a marketing genius. I think he's a promoting genius, a promotion genius. Uh, I think he is just an entrepreneur to the T. He's been able to brand. So many athletes wrestle with life off the field. I don't care how successful they've been or how much money they made on the field. So many of us struggle after the game. Uh, and he has just done, I mean, heck, he's dude, we're seeing Subway commercials with this dude. Right. You know, and and I think it's phenomenal. I'm excited for these young brothers that so much of what they can learn can just be caught just simply by being around them. Jalen was asking me, well, well, dad, what questions do I ask? What? I'm like, man, dude, just shut up and listen to them. Just just mm -hmm. shut up and watch them, you know, and just 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 when 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 everyone else is looking elsewhere, dude, just look at that dude. Where where is he sitting? You know, how is he carrying himself? What's his tone like? You know, how, how is he thinking? You know, and so I, I just think it's an awesome opportunity personally for my son and for the young brothers out of there for HBCU world. Um, I mean, dude, he, he, he you know, he he's he's changing the game. He's changing the recruiting game. Uh, you got guys leaving power fives or choosing and not just to be the bounce back. But individuals who are making the conscious choice uh, uh, to sacrifice and come, because a lot of people don't understand what these guys are out there uh, are sacrificing to come there. And, and, and again, if you're going to get anywhere in life, 
there's going to be an exchange. There's you, you've got there is going to be a cost. There's going to be a sacrifice. And so, you know, Power Five, they got this money that they're able to throw at the guys with cost of attendance where they'll get, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars a month while they're in school. And, and, and this is not just Pell Grants or anything of that nature. And so, you know, the, you know, folk are deciding they are deciding to come and it's going to translate. I, I look at who he's signing. I mean, man, he, he's working on that defensive side of the ball. Um, and and as as much as Bill McCartney at the University of Colorado had the Darian Hagans and Eric B enemies, man, he built our defense up first. Um, and we took our offense to task in practice. Uh, you know, I, I'd have folks laugh. I'm like, man, Eric, Eric being to me, he didn't do all that talking in practice. He talked head in the game, <laughs> you know, because he was ready. But, you know, he he is coach prime is 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 literally changing the game. Not just do for not just HBCUs. You, I guarantee you. Uh, that you're going to see cats trying to bite off of his videos. You're going to see cats next year uh, because the truth is, man, most people don't spend time thinking they just copy other folk. Um, and so I guarantee you, you're going to see other coaches out there trying to have their little recruiting videos. Hey man, it's your dude coach. And you need to come check us out here at the wonderful, you know, dude, are they going to, I'm telling you, you mark, mark, mark this down, mark this down this day, right? January 5th, 2021 watch the next recruiting cycle folks gonna start trying to copy this dude because of everything that he's doing he is changing the game and i i'm excited about it because everything i do whether it's in church whether it's in politics i'm always looking to be innovative i'm always looking to do something that the other person isn't doing to differentiate myself so man i'm just sitting back watching and learning wow yeah, good, good stuff. And you mentioned, uh, you talked about, you know, now players choosing to come to a Jackson State instead of it being a, a quote-unquote fallback. So you have a player like Jalen who obviously decided to transfer from Florida to Jackson State. But but now with Coach Prime, we've had at least two players choose Jackson State over Florida. Uh, we had a, an offensive lineman who flipped, and we recently had a wide receiver who committed, and we flipped a, a cornerback from Georgia. So, so you're right. So, how how ironic is it for you know Jalen to be playing with those same caliber of players and potentially players who would have been teammates with him, but at Jackson? And Jalen's hyped right now. He called me yesterday, and, and Jalen's kind of low key at times, right? Until something gets up under his skin. But dude, he called me hyped yesterday he's like dad dude you don't understand man dude hey dad we finna turn this thing up dad you don't understand man dude we got some folk in here ready to go man and they he, he could sense the difference already dude Jalen Jalen last year was it you were talking about his freshman year that's the first year Jalen never lost at anything first time he had a losing season ever in his life right and so you know he's excited about it and so even even the people that are transferring it's still a choice for them. You know, the brother coming from USC, you know, he, he's making a choice to come, uh, you know, to Jackson State because coming up out of SC, you can go anywhere, you know. Right. And so it's awesome to see. And, and you know, the things that we're experiencing and seeing at Jackson State right now, you know, and, and I'm praying for your, 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 your podcast that it would just blow up because every university – P5, they they have, they have these podcasts. They have people that, you know, tweet out that that are building a brand off of just interviewing the players and 
following recruiting and, and making money doing it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what, what we're experiencing this year, it happens every year at a lot of your power five schools. And I just want us to, I just want us to keep this energy going 24 seven. We have a great fan base at Jackson state. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, I, I'm out there. I can barely get into the game because I'm out there with frat. They, I mean, it is a state. They're out there tailgating. And I mean, it's like an SEC game, SEC atmosphere. You go in, you got 25, 30,000 folk in there. And this is off of, a, and this ain't no shade, but all, you know, without a, a, a winning season, you got cats up in there. That, that, that's, that's commitment, y'all. That That's commitment. And so, you know, when these cats start winning, when these brothers start winning, they start hurting folk. I mean, not physically, but when, because I never want to hurt someone physically. I want to hurt them. You know, I just want them to just choose to quit, to submit, tap out. They're going to make some folks tap out. They they, they flat out are. Um, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited for HBCUs. I want to see other HBCUs pick up their game. You know, everyone's hating on them, talking about the Celebration Bowl. That man is not dissing the Celebration Bowl. What he's saying is, you you know, again, dude, I went to the end of – I went to – gosh, what did I go to? I went to two Freedom Bowls, the Blue Bonnet Bowl and the Orange Bowl. The only bowl game I would have went to based upon a championship was the Orange Bowl. But I had great times at these other bowl games, great experiences. And so, you know, we should be, we should, man, we should take anything that's available out there, bro, we need to take it. We need to just put this game in a chokehold and don't let it go. Wow. <laughs> well, you answered a lot of questions on that one. You sure did. So, well, okay. So Coach Prime said that there's going to be competition all over the field and there's no starters right now. You know Jalen better than anyone. So how prepared and eager is you? You already asked that question. <laughs> oh, man, dude, dude, I mean, there, there's competition and everything. I mean, shoot, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I got to compete uh, for my office, for city council. I had to compete to, to, to win the, the House of Delegates. I had to compete to get a job at Pepsi. Competition is a part of life. You know, competition, man, there's competition, to, you know, to get a prom date. There's a competition to, you know, who's going to sit where. Um, and he's been, you know, the, the challenge is the challenge is, is a lot of your four and five star guys. They've never had to compete before because they were always the best on their teams. Right. In high school and growing up. Um, and so Jalen was in a situation in which he actually had to compete in high school. He and see the, 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 the challenge is a lot of people don't understand Jalen's background simply because he did. You know, he wasn't recruited here per se, but, you know, so people don't remember his his high school prowess. This dude, his junior year, he played for St. Francis Academy up in Baltimore. That's, man, dude, they've been, you know, ESPN E60 special on them. HBO just did a special on, on their school. Dude, his junior year, he was a starting quarterback, and they finished fourth in the nation, in the nation, you know, and got put out the league the next year because people didn't want to play him because they were so good. And Jalen was a starting quarterback, and he he had to compete that year. They brought in uh, 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 Logan Holgrimson. Uh, his father was the uh, the coach at West Virginia at the time, and you know uh, you know Jalen had to compete. He was he was he was hot. They were like, "Dad, why they bring him in?" I'm like, "Bruh, if if you can't beat this dude out, how you gonna how how you gonna compete in college?" 
you know, and so he had to compete. He had to compete his freshman year uh, uh, on varsity. He had to compete, you know, he, he didn't have as hard a competition his sophomore year, but his junior year, he had to fight. I mean, they, they were going every other series. Uh, and he was like, dad, I already committed, you know, to Mississippi state and, you know, man, I got to split time. Yada, yada. I'm like, bro, you can't worry about the time or what they're going to give you, whatever they give you, you have to earn the next rep. You've got to earn the next series. You have to earn the next play. And as long as you keep that mindset, um, you know, you're going to be good. So I think, I think he's able to compete because again, you don't learn to compete until you actually get in a competition. Like Mike Tyson said, everyone got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And so, so, so he's ready. It's going to make everyone better. Um, and don't bruh, in the end, you got to do something with six, four, six, four, four, four. You got to do something with that. That's, <laughs> That's what it boils down to. to. And, and, and in the end, if, if, if he can't compete at Jackson state, he'll never compete with the Raiders, the Rams, the 49ers, or anyone else. And so you got to get used to it. Right. And I like to point out that, you know, we got to keep in mind, he originally went to Florida. And we know that there are always multiple three, four, five-star quarterbacks in that quarterback room in Gainesville. So you think that helped him prepare uh, for this competition as well? And, you know, we have a quarterback there now who's up for the Heisman. So he's he's been in that situation before. I mean, if he was afraid to compete, he would have never went to Florida. You know, and we talked about that. I'm like, bro, you know, if you go to this school or this school, you have a quicker track to the field, a quicker path to the school, you know. And then once you get to a school, they're, they're going to be always recruiting. You know, they're going to recruit over you. They're going to recruit the next best guy. And he was like, Dad, I believe in myself. I'm like, all right, cool. Go on down there and work. And so, you know, and, and, and things ended up the way they did. And he's at Jackson State, had to compete last year as a freshman. Um, and so, you know, and again, talent, you know, talent is one thing, but you know, the game is the, the, the game, the system is, is something completely different. And so, you know, he had to come in and, and learn, uh, took it, took hits that he didn't need to take because he should have handed a rock off. Uh, cause the thing I tried to get him to understand, I'm like, dude, the way the game is supposed to go, it should be, you shouldn't be forcing anything. And so that's kind of that Bethune-Cookman thing. And then he took his bumps and bruises throughout the year. Um, you know, I think the coaches, I, you know, I don't know if they handled it the best, in my opinion. Um, you know, you know, I remember they brought him in, uh, I think it was Tennessee State. They had the ball on the two-yard line. And he drove him 98 yards. And I'm like, Jalen, I love you. If I was a coach, I wouldn't have put you in. You don't put a freshman in on the two-yard, on your own two. And then first play is, you know, a pass and, you know, but I'm like, dude, that's going to make you stronger. That's going to make you stronger. And so, you know, Hey, this thing is, is, is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think if you look at a lot of the quarterback, I mean, dude, Kyle Trask didn't start until a year ago, right? Let that sink in. This dude never started in high school. Right. And here he is up for the Heisman. And so, you know, I think it's kind of awesome. You look at, you know, Jalen Hurts and two and all these. I mean, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. met Joe up at Ohio State when when he was up there with Dwayne Haskins. Jalen was hanging out with Dwayne on a trip. And and you know, Joe got to compete. Joe had Joe couldn't Joe didn't see the field at Ohio State. And he went to LSU and turned it out. And so, you know, you just got to be willing to compete no matter where you are and believe in yourself right. no matter what. 
Right. Now you said something that, that, that kind of stood out. You talked about, you know, having the ability is one thing, but then the system is another thing. So of course, Jalen, he was one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in the country coming out of high school. And we really saw how electric he could be with his legs last season. Uh, when he came on the podcast, he talked about relying more on his teammates, going through his progressions next, more next season. So how do you think he will fit into more of a pro style well, well, and, offense? And, with and let, let's, 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 begin to do, let, let's begin to do this, right? I, I think okay. every coach, every white coach that coaches black players ought to read Ibram Kendi's book, Professor Kendi's book on how to be an anti-racist, right? Um, because I, I think especially when you go to HBCUs, you're going to get a different flavor. But we have so many of our young men at these schools that don't understand who they are. And they feel that, okay, if I'm not racist, that's enough. No, you need to be anti-racist. And what Dr. Kendi was talking about was that it's not enough to just be neutral. You have to make a stand that I'm going to, you know, tear down and dismantle, you know, racist constructs. And in my opinion, one of the most racist constructs is this whole reality of, and Deshaun Watson, a lot of these girls, Lamar Jackson, they've talked about this at length. Uh, 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 who, who's a QB coach or QB uh, trainer out of, uh, 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 out of Atlanta? I think Quincy Gregory talked about this whole notion of dual threat. When you talk dual threat, you automatically mean, we know folk are talking about a black quarterback. You know, versus pro style, they're talking about primarily white quarterbacks. Now, do you have white quarterbacks that are pro that are that are dual? Yeah. Do you have uh, 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 you know black quarterbacks that are pro? Yeah. But the, the reality is this: a lot of it is the system that they're in, and I think, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of coaching in high school and rec league is trash because they're not training guys to play the game long term. Uh, they're not teaching these young black brothers on how to drop back and throw the rock and really read and do those things. It's like, okay, man, you got, you know, Jalen's freshman year, we left the school because they, they, they switched to a wing tee. And we're like, man, we out because I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's an offense that I ran that I saw when I was in college, right? The old Oklahoma wishbone. Um, and so, so we, we've got to begin to, to ditch some of these notions of labeling people dual threat and pro Versus just teach them how to play football, teach them how to be a quarterback, how to read a defense, how to stand in the pocket, move up in the pocket, how to extend the play and things of that nature. And so, I, I you know, believe it or not, Jalen has never in any training session that I've taken him to worked on running the rock. He's never had with Malcolm Bell, whoever, Ron Wickham. He never practiced running the rock. He practiced throwing it. He practiced throwing it at different, you know, uh, different platforms and things of that nature. And so this whole notion, and, and again, most white quarterbacks don't go to schools on a trip and get, you know, hey, would you would you move to wide receiver? Would you move to DB? I can't tell you the number of times uh, we heard that. Um, mm -hmm. And and we knew the quarterbacks that they were recruiting, and Jalen was better than these cats, right? But, mm -hmm. but that's what they did simply because they feel that all that athleticism is a waste back there at quarterback. Oh, man, we can put him back there at, at DB. You know, Jalen would be a sick free safety. He would. He would headhunt folk. You know, I mean, he'd be a good wide receiver. He would. But, again, we put the work in to play quarterback. Now, um, the team that he played on <laughs> that finished fourth in the uh, the nation, they just beat the 
dogs threw out of teams that they didn't throw the ball in the second half because they were up so big. Uh, in in and they still got put out their league, right? Uh, in, in high school, I mean, it's the same issue. They were beating teams so bad that you know he didn't get an opportunity to just run up stats and things of that nature. But Jalen can throw the ball. In my opinion, he is a better drop back passer than anything. When he's under center and he's in rhythm doing three, five, seven step drop, man, perfect. You know, it's when they want him to do. I mean, it's because. You know, he is the brother that, all right, hey, he's athletic. Let's roll him out. Let's do the waggle play. And it's like, dude, it, I just think it was, it, it's it's just it's just a lack of imagination on the pat, you know, on the part of uh, past coordinators. It's like, dude, drop that kid back because even last year, now I talk, I talked to the coach about it. I'm like, dude, really? Why does it seem like you call one set of plays uh, for Ponder and another set for Jalen? Outside, because again, they're learning the same plays, you know. But you saw them calling different plays. Now, Jalen has got to do a better job, and I think a lot of that is is maturity. You know, Florida, Jackson State, SWAC, SEC. He's playing against grown men, and that game is fast. And so, you know, and the hits hit different. And so, you got you got to learn that thing. You got to learn the speed of the game. You got to learn the flow of the game. Um, and you've got to learn how to be mature. And then, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, as good as Trevor Lawrence is right now, he didn't look like this his freshman year. That's, That's a, fact. a fact, yeah. And so there's no such thing as a polished high school athlete coming into college. That's a lie. That's a lie. As good as I thought I was as a freshman in college, I was much better as a senior in college. And so it's just it's time on task. And so I'm excited about Jalen having a new offensive coordinator. Uh, that's going to, you know, stress, you know, pocket passing. You know, that's what I want to focus on. Forget all the, I mean, that that's the one thing they want to do. Only, folk only know how to label people. You want to label them this, label them that. And then they pigeonhole them. You see that happen in the league all day long, right? You see them doing that to black quarterbacks, you know. Now, again, it's not Michael Vick's fault that he can run a 4-3, but he could also throw the rock 70 yards in the air, Right. You know, and so the same thing with Jalen. I, I think Jalen gives teams an opportunity um, to do a lot of different things that, yeah, I can play this thing by the book, you know, hit this first receiver, hit the second receiver. Go. He knows how to do his progressions. The thing last year, they were putting him in to get that spark, right? He's got to do the spark. And so a lot of things he was just trying to force, okay, let me hang on to this ball a little bit longer and throw it down the field. Or, hey, I'm going to get out of here and try and make something happen. And that's not a good position for a guy. It just isn't. And so I, I think he's got a year under his belt. Um, you know, I think he's matured even some being here. This pandemic has matured a lot of people. The show was really important. Um, and he, dude, he got to the point where he was missing Jackson and ready to get mm. back down to everything. And so, you know, I think, I think Jackson is going to be blessed because of what he's going to bring to the table. Uh, and the first thing is, before you even get to a game, forget the game, what you going to do in the classroom and what you going to do in the quarterback room? What type of positive influence are you going to be there? Because that's all I care about. Football is easy. What I care about is the type of man he's going to become, the type of student he's going to become, right? The type of leader he's going to become. And then let's go get it. Hey, I don't know what to say behind that, Greg. <laughs> ah, this I mean, is great. 
<laughs> hey, he's, he's preaching. Yeah, he's preaching on this one. Hey, this gold, golden. You gave me, you gave me some gems that I need to do with my kids. Hey, <laughs> hey. I see you out there uh, with them, Greg, on uh, getting them ready for baseball. Oh yeah, so, yeah. baseball season is coming, coming soon. <laughs> uh, see you get getting them ready. So, hey man, this has been a delight. Uh, anytime you have an open invitation, come back uh, on the show. Uh, you know, it's been a joy. You know, obviously, you know, Greg and I have talked to you before, uh, but for the fan bases, for a lot of them, it's be the first time hearing from you. So I'm sure that they will truly treasure this episode. So we really well, I appreciate mean, the, the thing I appreciate, I, again, I, I want y'all to blow up and I want everyone that listens to this podcast, invite a new listener, grow this thing, grow this thing, grow this podcast, uh, because it's, it's all about what we do. And what most people don't know, uh, I got my master's from an HBCU. Um, I went to okay. Virginia Union University intentionally because I'm like, look, I had to go uh, and do it undergrad because that's where I got my scholarship at the University of Colorado. But when I looked at, all right, man, now I'm going to spend my own money. Uh, my family's from Richmond. My mom and dad were from Richmond. Um, and so I wanted some of that HBCU hot sauce. I wanted some of that sauce on my on my preaching gift and on my study and on everything else. And so you know, I understand the importance of uh, 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 of HBC. And I told my son, it's not going to be the same. You're, you're going to mm-hmm. be treated a lot differently at an HBCU than, than you will ever will at any other PWI. You just will. And I said, I don't even go back to my homecomings at Colorado. But 20 years from now, you'll still be going back down to Jackson State to hang out with friends and family and all that stuff. So I'm really, I'm just... One, let, let me say this, man. As a dad, I want to thank all the Jackson State folk for embracing my son and for loving on my oh, son, yeah. man. I, I everyone listening, I appreciate y'all doing that, and 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 Corey and Greg, the way that y'all have supported them, um, and with that type of support, man, we can't lose. Absolutely, and you know, we're family, so of course we're going to take him in, embrace him, uh, take care of him, and, and treat him like one of our own. Absolutely. I look at him like he's family. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, again, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Uh, always love talking to you. Glad we could get some of these conversations on record now for other people to hear it. And like I said, uh, come back on anytime, but uh, definitely stay safe. Uh, if there's a spring season, we, we hope that, you know, fans can attend. We hope to see you uh, at some of those games, but we definitely hope to see you in the fall, especially uh, kicking off in Miami. Oh, dude, I'm going to be in the MIA, man, for sure. I'm, I'm going to be down in Miami. <laughs> Miami, Miami, be down there. But hey, really, everyone stay safe. Wash your hands, wear a mask, watch your distance, and stay safe. Rona is real. It is real. That'll do it for episode 116 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. 
As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.